Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So, men's, uh, let's have a look at some of these practice come simulation games. Yes, the match simulation game. So, yeah, so we, we obviously had all the games Thursday and Friday last yes. week. And so it's really hard to break down what happened in these games, who played. But I've got basically a wrap of their first four quarters or their main part that they play yeah. with their main team. So we'll start with the first game, which was Geelong taking on Hawthorne. Now, Geelong won that game 20 goals, 12, 138, defeated Hawthorne, 7 goals, 11, 53. We briefly touched on this on Friday, Bonds, that – Geelong had a pretty good side in. Hawthorne played a lot of their names as well, but they were no match for Geelong at all. Geelong just got rolling, and Hawthorne, uh, I talked about them being the wooden spooners this year. They certainly look all of that. I wish you'd stop saying that. Cats were scary, though. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they, they were, were scary good. They they played all of their recruits. Jack Bowes uh, played a half. He looked really good uh, and composed on the halfback flank. Tanner Bruin uh, had a really good game over the four quarters. and Now, he spent the most time in the midfield out of any Geelong player. So, interesting for those, whether it be for fantasy purposes or whether it be just for Geelong purposes, uh, he's going to spend a bit of time in the midfield this yeah. year. Uh, Ollie Henry as well. He kicked four goals in the forward line. So, a massive tick for the Geelong list management crew after their first match simulation game. They'll be really happy with that. The other one that I want to mention is Max Holmes spent 50% of the time in the CBA bounces, so in the centre bounces. Um, So he is one that we heard Patrick Dangerfield say could potentially win a Brownlow one day. Uh, That's uh, some scary things potentially to come from Max Holmes this year. If we go to your Hawks, um, Jai Newcomb looked the best player on the ground for the Hawks. He spent the most time in the middle. He had 66% of time in centre bounces. Uh, and the other one is James Warple had a pretty good day. Will Day was another one who impressed yep. from the young guns. So a couple of good young players there for Hawthorne, but uh, completely outclassed against the Cats. What about the Bombers and the Gold Coast? Yeah, so this was a close game. The Bombers won 11 goals, 14, 82, 11 goals, 9, 75. So they played five 25-minute uh, periods quarters. with no time on. So five 25-minute uh, quarters, if you will. <laughs> um, I touched on Jai Menzi having a really good game. Uh, Stussy Parrish spent a lot of time in the midfield and Will Setterfield from uh, from Carlton. Yes. He spent a lot of time in there as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes in, in getting a good crack at that this year uh, for the Gold Coast. Um, here's a young player for you to keep an eye on. Bailey Humphrey is the one who put his name up for round one selection. So there's no Took Miller. He has just tweaked or he's done a hamstring. So yep. they expect him to be there for round one, but it's concerning this late in the piece in preseason to be out with a hamstring and probably not going to play a, a preseason game. Richmond and North Melbourne. Not a bad game, this. I watched this. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I think Richmond's uh, look much classier and they probably could have won by more, but North Melbourne would be very happy. Richmond, 11 goals, 9-75, defeated North Melbourne. 10 goals, 13-73 in their four 25-minute quarters. So uh, some really good signs from the Kangaroos. Harry Sheasel was very clean. He kicked three goals. Uh, the number three draft pick from last year. He's going to be a player. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wearing the number three, too. Looked, uh, looked, yeah, straight away looked ready for AFL footy. He did. Uh, Will Phillips and Tom Powell look really good. Now, it's great to see Will Phillips uh, play and play well. He spent 66% of the time in the midfield. The other one that surprised me was Cam Zerha spent 66% of the time in the mm. midfield, too. So, Clarko might be going, all right, well, I see a little bit of him, not just in the forward line, but he actually can maybe play like your Jordan DeGoe, your Dustin Martin, those guys who spend a bit the of time in body. the midfield, bigger body, uh, that can really help us in the midfield, but also in the forward line. If we look at Richmond, uh, Tim Taranto looked extremely good. He kicked three goals from the midfield. Uh, he is one for fantasy, but also one for uh, just to watch out for this year. He's going to be very good for them, as will Jacob Hopper. They always spent 70% of the time in the midfield. And the other one is Dion Prestia. He only played three quarters, but he was there, which is really important for the Tigers because when Dion Prestia plays, Richmond usually win. Brisbane and the Swans. Yeah, look, Sydney had a couple out here, but Brisbane looked ultra impressive. Brisbane, 15 goals, 9, 99, defeated Sydney, 8 goals, 6, 54, Four quarters there was played. Jack Gunston looked really good. He kicked three goals. Cam Rayner was pretty good on the half-back line. Uh, Josh Dunkley, solid as well. So they'll be really happy with the recruits that they brought in Brisbane. Uh, for Sydney, um, Errol Gordon was their best, and he played really well, and it was in the midfield. So I know that you like uh, nay, uh, like Hollard and a couple of players potentially for fantasy bonds. Here is one, Errol Gordon. If he yep. stays in that midfield inside the centre square, he will have a massive season. Um, Chad Warner was good again and James Rowbottom. So, but Brisbane's extremely impressive in this game. Carlton Collingwood uh, had a good game in front of a big crowd too at Icon Park. Yeah, it was. Carlton won 12-12-84 to Collingwood 11-8-74. Uh, Paddy Cripps rolled his ankle. It should be fine, but just some slight concerns there. Um, but the one for mine was Nick Dacos. He spent 50% of the time in the midfield. He was the best player on the ground. Uh, he looked extremely good. They've got Tom Mitchell there as well. Um, but Carlton, some good signs. Melbourne and St Kilda. Yeah, look, this was a six twenty-five minute quarters for your bonds. Um, Melbourne, you. 16 goals, 9, 105. Ultra impressive. Defeated St. Kilda, 6, 10, 46, who looked really poor. So, uh, Gorn and Grundy, it started pretty well, that combination. Uh, Clayton Oliver was very good. Angus Brasher on the half-back line looked good. And Cozzy Pickett spent 41% of the time inside the centre square. So, that is interesting. It is very interesting. He looks very fit too. He does. He, 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 he. Look, we touched on it with Shea Bolton playing that sort of role. Um, he could do that for them. Steele and Croucher in the middle for St Kilda, but um, there's some concerns there. Uh, Jack Billings, unfortunately, is going to be out for a considerable amount of time. We've touched on Jack Hayes and uh, King missing time as well. So uh, not a great start for Ross Lyon down at the Saints. Crows played Frio while we were on air last Friday. Yeah, they did. And the Crows, uh, Frio got off to a really good start, but Crows... Really um, reeled him back in and ended up winning that game. 12 goals, 5-77, defeated, uh, defeated Fremantle. Sorry, 10 goals, 6-66. Um, the one that stood out the most was Isaac Rankin. He kicked three goals and he spent time in the midfield as well, which was really interesting to see. Um, he looks like he's going to live up to the hype. Let's hope. Let's hope so. That that's uh, Yeah, Crows, Crows supporters, they'll be happy. West Coast and Port. Port, Port supporters not as happy. Yeah, not not as happy. Um, West Coast were good. Thirteen goal six eighty four to put Adelaide eleven ten seventy six. We spoke um, with our, our WA uh, correspondent last Mark Duffield. Yes, last Friday, and 
He said that Elliot Yo was airborne and he was the best player on the ground. He looked extremely good, Elliot Yo. Um, Horn Francis was good for uh, for Port Adelaide, and so were with Connor Rosie. Um, but uh, yeah, look, they didn't look uh, as good as potentially uh, the fans would have liked. I think the Crows would be wrapped to see Sam Berry up and running. Harry Schoenberg looked good for them as well. Right, uh, Rankin we touched on and Rochelle as well, but I think for Port uh, a little bit slower out of the gates. Um, Wines was not too bad, but and Sam Sam Pal Pepper was the one who played really well for Port Adelaide yep. as well. But they'll want to play better this week because they weren't that good against West Coast. They take on Frio this week. The power um, they were a little bit slow. You can't take too much out of match them. But uh, I think Crows fans would be much happier with their performance than what Port fans would be after the weekend's games. That was comprehensive, my friend, and you've done a lot of hard work. And well done uh, for doing that. And uh, we'll, um, also, another captain named. Yeah, we do. We have Patrick Dangerfield named um, from uh, for the uh, Geelong Football Club. So he will captain. Um, he will captain Geelong, and Tom Stewart will be the vice captain. I think we have a caller uh, on the line, Bonds. We've got Troy from WA. Um, he wants to have a chat to us. Uh, Troy, what he got for us? I want to talk about your brain. Oh, concussion. Is that what you're alluding to? Yeah, mate. Um, as you probably got the gab over the summer period, boys, I'm, no, I don't mind cracking a joke and stuff like that, but this concussion and Sam Fantasia can verify this and probably the listeners that have been here for a quarter, well, concussion is one of my pet hates that the AFL, as far as I'm concerned, have done absolutely nothing with. Um... Now, I'm not going to ask you, men, because you've got the player code on you, but that's fine. Um, 1995 was the first paper they had about concussion, and 28 years later, they've done very little. Now, people say, once you go over the white line, you accept the risk. Yes. Okay, you accept the risk if the game is played within the rules. That's the first step. Now, the second step is um, when they get to the tribunal, and when they get to the appeals, get rid of these bloody KCs, these king, king councils, councils now they call them. Get rid of it. They're, they're just there to protect the AFL and their brand. And, boys, you you blokes know, have a look at Paul Seisman. And there's another player, ex-AFL player, Johnny Platten. You just go and ask them what it's like to have concussion and issues afterwards, you know. And the they, with the penalty, money's nothing. You've got to suspend them and send the message early in the season. It's a, it's an interesting point, Troy. It really is. Um, the concussion stuff, you're right with Seisman and, and Platten, obviously, as well. It's scary what it can do to you, and I, I think we're still years away from knowing the real extent of CTE and how much that is prevalent in AFL. We've seen it in the NFL bonds and the NFL for a good 10, 15 years, really swept it under the rug and, yep. and tried to um, not actually allow the findings to come out. And as a result, the lawsuits over there are massive. And so I think the AFL is learning from that, but there's still plenty of work to be done. It's an issue in our sport. Uh, the hot topic was brought to us by the Kia Sorento, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Don't forget, text in 0427 154 who is your best captain? Because Menz is about to name his 
top seven captains since 2000? I found this really difficult. There's a lot of good captains and where the order of them as well. So I'll be interested to get some feedback on this one. It's the summer edition of Sports ASA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul with you alongside Dan Menzel. And, uh, Menz, we are just looking after this show only for another two weeks. Mm. Only nine shows to go. And David Wildey and Malcolm Blight will be in these chairs entertaining you right across the footy season. David Wildey and Malcolm Blight back on Sports ASA very, very shortly. Time for the top seven. Thanks to Kia, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Sports Day SA. It's the Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. All right, men's, we gave you a task to name the top seven captains since the year 2000 in the AFL. Uh, who, where, who's at number seven? Yeah, so these are the top seven captains that you would love to play for. Now, right. these are these are guys that you want to go out to battle with. I don't necessarily know a lot of these guys in terms of how they lead inside the four walls because I wasn't with them. So I've gone off basically the way they act on the field. And uh, at number seven, I'm going to go with Tom Harley. Tom Harley led Geelong to the 2007 Premiership and the 2009 Premiership. They were coming off a premiership drought since 1963, I think it was, the Cats. So it was a long time, and uh, they put him in there because they knew he was a cool head, a calm head, and could get the best out of his team. And uh, I think that um, he is a massive reason as to why Geelong has had sustained success for such a long time, and now he's the CEO at the Sydney Swans. It's probably another reason. So he is number seven. Who is the number six? Number six, I went with Mark Rusciuto. Now, Mark Rusciuto was the Adelaide captain between 2001 and 2007. He won the AFLPA Best Captain in 2005 and 2006. I think that holds a lot of weight. If the players and your peers around the competition vote you as the best captain, it shows what they think about you as a leader. So Rusciuto at six. Number five. I've got Scott Pendlebury at five. Now, he captained Collingwood for 184 games. He captained them to a grand final. He was twice the AFLPA best captain uh, in 2020 and last year in 2022 as well. So he is uh, a silky footballer. He got it done. He's one that if you ran out there beside him, you knew what you get from him every single time. Scott Pendlebury at number five. Number four. I have Trent Cotchin at number four. Now, Trent Cotchin uh, captained Richmond to nearly 200 games, and in that time, they won two-thirds of those games. 130 games of those 200, they won, and more importantly, three premierships. And I think he changed the way he was as a leader, uh, and this was a massive reason as to why they had success and he led them to that success. Number three. Number three, I've gone with uh, one of my captains, Joel Selwood. So 245 games as captain, the most games as captain, the most wins as captain as well. He only won the uh, AFLPA Best Captain Award once, which is surprising, back in 2013. Uh, he captained Geelong to the one premiership. He played in four, but only captained them to the one premiership, which is probably what hurled him back from giving him the one or the two title. Number two. At number two, I went with Luke Hodge. Um, He's a player that you just wanted to play for. Uh, When the game was on the line, he won two Norm Smith medals that he was captain in. 
Uh, he captained them to four grand finals and three of them were premierships. Luke Hodge is as hard as they come. He's as much of a leader that you want to play with out of anyone. And I found it hard not to put him at number one. But he only has won the best captain from the AFLPA award once, which is why I didn't give him the number one spot. The, so the number one spot went to? It went to Michael Voss. Now, Michael Voss, uh, he captained Brisbane to the 2001, 2001, 2002, 2003 premierships and even in the 2004 grand final. He got awarded the AFLPA best captain four times, which was 01, 02, 03, 04. That shows what his peers thought about him. Yep. His last 10 minutes of the 2002 grand final, when he controlled the game, he took it from the 50-50 to getting them to win the game. Probably should have won the Norm Smith as well. Uh, he's the reason – that is the reason why I gave him the best captain of the last 23 years. Bond, your thoughts on Michael Voss, Voss at number one? Oh, look, being a Hawthorne man, Hodgy – I would put him number one, but that's, <laughs> but that's just just my bias. Uh, that was thanks to the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia de- dealer.